What's going on in that beautiful mind? I'm on your magical mystery ride And I'm so dizzy Don't know what hit me But I'll be alright My head's underwater But I'm breathing fine You're crazy and I'm out of my mind Cause all of me loves all of you Love your curves and all your edges All your perfect imperfections Give your all to me I give my all to you You're my end and my beginning Even when I lose I'm winning Cause I give you all of me And you give me all of you all. The Cure with Amy Cabo Life can bring many difficult situations Domestic violence, addictions, poverty And even sexual abuse by your loved one Welcome Amy Cabo and The Cure Good afternoon and welcome to The Cure Radio Show. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, with my partner, Boris. Our show is available live on your radio, also live through our app, The Cure, for any smartphone, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. We broadcast live from Miami through satellite, available on 35 radios throughout 11 states, and on Sirius XM Channel 131 the next day, also on social media and after the show any podcast player as a podcast thank you to our social media followers since we are reaching an average of 2 million people monthly in Facebook alone but mostly thank you to God this show was created to expose the truth educate and provide comfort we provide testimonials to let people know that we're not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We also have experts and inspirational speakers. God was my cure. Everything else failed. But we hope to be a helpful source to each other. Life can be challenging. But know this. We have a father who is God. He's omnipotent. And he truly greatly loves us more than we can imagine. The song that was all of me by John Legend. And from that, I get this message. Putting loved ones before oneself is Jesus first. Between two, seldom is just one person right. Give each other and God everything we've got. Evil has the upper hand if it turns into a fight. In this world, faith and patience will be tested. Satisfy God's will before our own desires, lest falling for temptations we should resist. Beware of ill advice, Satan makes us liars. Grateful for God's will if things don't go our way. Mistakes are fine, there's a lesson we can learn. Submit and give our all to Jesus. Submit and give our all as Jesus does for us. 
we can always use it to help others in return. God says he will perfect us in our weakness. If still frustrated that we're not succeeding, it's about patience, humility, and perseverance. We understand it best when we're conceding. Do we know how much God loves all of us? To our Father full of mercy, we can do the same. Gave us a beautiful mind and a unique soul. As our lifeguard creates in us a bigger flame. Today we will be talking about self-doubt and the imposter syndrome with our special guest, Era Wiggenhorn. Wiggenhorn, that is. Era Wiggenhorn is an award-winning author and founder of Every Life Ministries, bringing the truths of scripture to transform your life. Erica is the author of three Bible studies released by Moody Publishers, An Unexplained Life, The Unexplainable Church, and Unexplainable Jesus. Rediscovering the God you thought you knew. Her next release, Letting God Be Enough, Why Striving Keeps You Stuck and How Surrender Sets You Free, is scheduled to release this month. Erica's first trade book through Moody Publishers examines Moses' fear of inadequacy and how God invites Moses to rest in his identity as God's sufficiency. Erica serves on the Women's Ministry Leadership Team for her church and regularly teaches in various venues. Erica is also a regular guest teacher on Bridges, an online show on the Christian television network viewable on most cable networks. Erica, welcome to The Cure. Excited to have you. Oh, Erica, I don't hear you. I, I lost your audio. Give give us a second. Um, let's see what we were having a little bit of technicalities this morning, but actually it's afternoon. Uh, but we'll we'll get you back. It, anyhow, just to give a little update on imposter syndrome, it's it's basically when you don't feel you're enough or you're capable. And there could be some truth to that in some instances. Sometimes it keeps us from reaching our potential. It keeps us from reaching where we need to be and who we need to become. And that's not God's idea. That's the enemy's idea. He wants to hold us back. He wants to create doubt. He is the master of doubt. And what better than to doubt yourself or your own abilities? That's the best way to get you from fulfilling your purpose because God created us for excellence. And you know, and you know, it's funny. They say we're human and we can't be perfect. And no one's perfect. But why is it then that God says, I will perfect you in your weakness? Does that mean God can make us perfect? Oh, back to anything's possible through God, right? So there's no limitations. Erica, can you hear us? Let's see, Erica, if we can hear you now. Yes, I can hear you just fine. Oh, Yay, you now you get to talk. So happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. 
So, Erica, so let's let's get right into it. Why do so many Christians, especially women, struggle with self-doubt? Why women? Men do that, too. Maybe women are more modest. Oh. <laughs> it must be because we don't have as many muscles. <laughs> well, I think you, you really nailed it on the head in the beginning, Amy, when you said that uh, you know, our our enemy is the master of getting us to believe our doubts and doubt our beliefs, right? And so essentially, that's what self-doubt is, is we are doubting who God says we are. We are doubting uh, the giftedness that God has put inside of us uh, when we were created initially. But then also, once we become believers in Jesus Christ, the scripture makes it very clear that at that moment, we receive the Holy Spirit, and we are given spiritual gifts to be used for the building up of the body and the spread of the gospel and the growth of the church. And so our enemy doesn't want us to use those gifts, does he? He wants us to believe that there's nothing special about us, God can't use us. Or the thing that we're sensing in our heart that God is stirring within us that he may be calling us to do. Our enemy wants us to doubt that that's really God, to doubt that we are able to do it. And so he floods us with self-doubt. And we shouldn't be surprised by this. I mean, when we look at scriptural examples, I can't really think of anyone in scripture. Let me know if you can. But I can't think of anyone in Scripture where God came and issued a call upon their life, explained to them, this is what I have intended, these are my plans for you, this is what I've intended you to do. And the person who receives that call going, great, I was made for this moment. I knew you were going to pick me for this job because I am so the right for this job. I can't think of anyone in the Bible that said that, right? No, Everyone no, because in the we, like, no, we're, we're, the, the thing is that we're called to humility, but this imposter syndrome is a little bit more sinister. It's not just to keep us from our potential, but it, it's for self-destruction. It gets progressive. You get to a point, I know because I lived it, you get to a point that not only do you, you doubt your abilities in driving, but you, you think you're not even capable of getting up out of bed. So the enemy's intentions is to for us to self-destruct. And I just learned that anything that's negative, I'm just going to completely ignore. <laughs> Any negative thoughts, I ignore. Anything that I want to say that's negative, I ignore. Don't go for the first thought. That's the temptation. If it was second to the right thing, you'd never be tempted. <laughs> you know, just overthink everything. Think twice. Always think twice. <laughs> That's my best advice. Well, I mean, Jesus tells us that, right? Our enemy's intention is to steal, kill, and destroy. And so this is obviously one of his tactics. Yeah, but too bad for him. There's a God. <laughs> And we will continue talking about uh, imposter syndrome and Moses. Is he the Bible's number one self-doctor? Or what do you think? We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. 
Amy Cabo and The Cure. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, and the courage to keep moving forward with the help of God. I want people to know that there's hope. I was forced into my abortion because I didn't think I had a choice. I want people to know there's choices. Well, Amy, my heart is breaking. I just want you to know that I love you and I thank God for you. Amy Cabo and The Cure. Every Saturday at 1 Eastern on The Truth Network. Will you hold the line? When every one of them is giving up and giving in, tell me, in this house of mine. Nothing ever comes without a consequence of cost, tell me, will the stars align? Will heaven step in, will it save us from a sin, will it? Cause this house of mine stands strong. That's the price you pay. Leave behind your heart. Continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back. This is Amy Cabo, and thanks for tuning in. Yes, thank you. And also remember, you can listen to the radio show live through our app, The Cure, with Amy Cabo, or just, just as a podcast later on. Just look for God is the Cure, where the podcasts are. The song that just played was the right th- song called Natural by Imagine well, Dragons. That was the right one? Great. Yes. And guys, this is, or what, I'm supposed to say gals too, right? Well, okay. <laughs> if you watch too much TV, that is. This is the message <laughs> that I get from it. Okay. Relentless in our faith through every doubt. When life is hard, it's an opportunity to shine. Easy to be great when everything is calm. Don't take the easy way. Pray to hold the line. Thoughts influence emotions. Choose positivity. What we think and feel is a lie called temptations. A good idea, intriguing, which must come first. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Accept God's will in sickness and in health. Do what we can and pray God makes us well. But it fits for the better and how to save our soul. I'd rather purgatory than spend eternity in hell. Stay strong. Avoid regression. Don't be easy bait. No longer heartache hunts us when we pray. The truth makes us a natural with a price to pay. The Holy Ghost allow all that comes our way. We are chosen to take the heat and prosper. We will make it through the storm. God be at our side. Heaven is our house, not of this world, but of Jesus. Until the end approaches, confident he does provide. We are talking about self-doubt and imposter syndrome with Erica Wiggenhorn, author of Letting God Be Enough. Because yes, 
Okay, so in Psalm 46.1, God, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. True story. There was very little th I thought I was capable of until I discovered that I can do anything through Christ who, who strengthens me. Sometimes it's very hard to take out an imposter syndrome depending on your circumstances or your experiences. But see how you throw that out the window? You don't have to depend on you. And God is good enough. God can do it. So it doesn't matter what you think of yourself. <laughs> so that's the good way. That's a good thing about having God in your life. So Erica, why do you call Moses the greatest self-doubter in the Bible? For those who are not familiar. Yeah. So what I notice in Moses' story that I think is so beautiful and what I really highlight in letting God be enough is um, I don't think we have to spend a whole lot of time explaining to people what self-doubt feels like, looks like, sounds like. Uh, we've all experienced, in, experienced it in different ways in our lives. Am I a good enough mom? Am I a good enough Christian? Am I a good enough spouse? Am I... Um, you know, am I good enough daughter? Am I good enough friend? Um, we're constantly beating ourselves up uh, with those kinds of questions. And the reality is, is that when the world tells us to deal with our self-doubt, what the world tells us to do is to look in the mirror and remind ourselves all of the reasons why we are good enough. You know, leading psychologists say, unroll your resume and cite your past successes rely on your past experiences, remember where you've ex experienced success in the past, and, you know, build yourself up. But the reality is, is when Moses went to God and basically said, I don't feel like I'm enough. Like, why are you choosing me for this assignment? This is too big and too hard. Oh, yes, and, yes. And by the way, um, God, in case you forgot, I already tried that once. 40 years ago and I failed epically you know God did not in that moment he, did he doesn't not make unroll, mistakes no he did not unroll Moses's resume and give him all of the reasons why he decided to choose Moses why didn't Moses he know was the perfect fit didn't he, he know it before that. Moses was born <laughs> well, maybe he knew his he resume basically, he said you know <laughs> Moses to take his eyes off of himself and he responded to Moses' question of, who am I to do this with Moses, I will be with you. He because promised Moses his presence. And we do do this. We, we beat ourselves up. Am I a good enough person? Am I doing it the right way? Will I, will I make it? Can I do this? And, you know, I, I learned that you just have to give up and say, you know what? If God thinks I'm good enough, then I'm just going to give it my best shot. And as long as I'm trying, God appreciates the effort. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Well, I think, I think when we examine that passage even further, uh, and you know, and we we really dive into this deeply in letting God be enough. But God goes on to say He starts and He says, "Moses, I will be with you." So He promises Moses His presence. But what is really beautiful to me in that conversation is God then goes on to say to Moses, and when you have led the people out, or when you, you know, when we get to the other side of this, you're going to come right back here on this mountain, and you're going to worship me. And God is giving Moses the promise of fulfillment. 
from God's perspective, his plans are as good as done. He's already determined this is the plan. Moses is going to be part of the plan. And God will always accomplish his purposes, and he will always finish what he starts. And so, you know, the scriptures tell us this. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Paul told the Philippians that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion. And so what what God is essentially saying to Moses in this moment is he's saying, listen, Moses, this is my plan. My plan does not depend on your performance. It rests in my presence with you and my promises to you. And this is what we need to embrace in our own lives. God's plan for us does not depend on our performance. There is and, no and human his guidance, out there right? Because He yes, will guide us. Th- things we didn't think we could think of, or things we didn't think we can do, God will guide us. He'll give us the right ideas. It's impossible that just I overnight became smart. My my help comes from God. It, you, there, there's no reason for it. <laughs> so, um, but you also say that we can be striving out of a place of fear. What does that mean, and what are the signs? Well, I think a lot of times, um, you know, when we are performing our daily duties, we're operating in our in our daily responsibilities, we can move into that place of fear when we begin to rely on ourselves. So self-doubt or on is humans really, rather than God is really linked to self-reliance, right? Or, yeah, you're right. Human or other, other things. People. Because everything else can fill you. Just so that you know, God is the only one that won't. He's the only one that does fulfill his promises no matter what. <laughs> Sorry. Right. <laughs> and there's no human awesome enough to thwart divine plans. So, no. uh, so you know, we are not going to mess up God's plans. He is no. entirely other and bigger than us. There's only one God, and He rules. <laughs> and yes, Amen. and we will continue talking more about self-doubt and imposter syndrome. Call us at one 866 34 truth one to tell us, do you feel self-doubt? We'll be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. Close my eyes and I can see a world that's waiting up for me That I call my own Through the dark, through the door, through where no one's been before But it feels like home They can say, they can say it all sounds crazy Say I've lost my mind I don't care, I don't care So call me crazy We can live in a world that we
And now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back to The Cure with Amy Cabo. And there's also Boris. Yeah, sometimes. Thank you for being with us. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio on our app, The Cure, the, po- the Cure, the podcast, and The Cure, or our website, GodIsTheCure.com. And please check latest, Amy's latest book, Inspired by the Holy Ghost, which is a compilation of the songs, poem, I mean, sorry, the poems that are based on popular songs that are played in the show. That beautiful song that just played was A Million Dreams by the greatest showman. So this is what I get from it. Imagine peace within, creating a new world. And a million dreams didn't expect it this great. A relationship with God and feeling the love. If we all if we all knew that being with him is our fate. In the dark it's still light as he opens doors, calls us his own, takes us better places than before. God's the reason we're able to see the most of life. Crazy that each of us are the one Jesus does adore. In our rest, angels sing as we lie in God's embrace. The final round is here when we're finally awake. Sometimes suffering and heartache is what it takes. Know there's hope in great things he will make. Creating memories and bringing joy to everyone is so evident despite challenging times we see. God is bigger. There's more to come as we envision miracles that happen and masses that are free. We are talking about self-doubt and imposter syndrome with Erica Wickenhorn, author of Letting God Be Enough. Luke one thirty-five says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. And we have to really believe that, by the way. Okay. Not just, oh no, that's impossible. That's too big. No, nothing's too big for God. Erica, how do we stop leaning on other options and lean in God's truths or other people's opinions and thoughts? <laughs> That's a great question. I think, you know, if we were to pull, uh, you know, people listening today and we were to ask them, you know, do you believe that God's capabilities are great? Do you believe that God can do anything? I would I would venture to guess that probably 99% of the people out there listening today would say, yeah, I, I talk, he's God, he can do anything, right? But if we were to say, think about your biggest struggle or heartache or a thing that you're wrestling before God with, identify that thing in your mind. Now, how many of you believe that God will be good on your behalf? that he will work good in that heartache, that devastation, that situation. We probably would not get a 99% yes. We'd probably get a whole lot of, well, I I hope he will. I, I, I want to believe that he will, but but I, I struggle to believe that. I mean, that's hard. You, I mean, what I'm going through is, is big and it's dark and it's horrific. Um, we, we would not get a 99% emphatic yes. 
And I think the reason, besides the fact that we're human, obviously, and we get clouded by our flesh, is a trust in God's goodness comes from a trust in his heart, a trust in his character. And we can't know the character of God outside of a relationship with God. And so that comes through intimacy, that comes through spending time with him, through reading his word, through knowing who he is, who he has always been to his children, to his people, and the promises that he makes in that word of who he always will be. And that comes through relationship. And And so while we all, yeah. And that's where you get your confidence, and that's where you get your faith. It's hard to have faith when you're not doing the right thing. As it is, we're hard on ourselves. But if you think about it, doesn't it hurt God's feelings? I mean, if he's try- if he's dying to to fix the solution, to bring the solution forward, and to rectify the situation, whatever it is that's breaking your heart, but you don't believe that he will, then he's stuck in a hard place. He's not in a, in a position that he should do it. We must have faith in order for things to happen. And we can only build that faith if we feel that we're right with God. And, well, to be right with God, we have to have a relationship with Him. In other words, seek Him, uh, obey Him, uh, do the, practice all His teachings, uh, be like Jesus, you, even to the point of loving your enemy, which is not just praying for them, but also helping them if they're hungry, if they're thirsty. So it, it's it's really living like Christ, and that's where we get the faith that we need. How do we exchange past regrets with God's exciting plan for the future? Yeah, well, again, it comes with that intimacy. It comes with that ability to trust that his plans for us are good and that while we may be in a position where we cannot see uh, the one thing that God is doing in our own life through the hurt or through the doubt or through the disillusionment, We can trust that he's doing a thousand things around us that are working toward our good. And, you know, I a very simple illustration that I came across a a long time ago during a, a season, a dark season in my own life was this illustration where there is a man and he's standing on the edge of Niagara Falls and there is a tightrope connecting one edge of the falls to the other. And he's surrounded by a crowd standing on this ledge. And he says, do you believe I can walk across this tightrope without falling into the falls or plummeting to my death? And the people are like, well, we don't know, but it'd be cool to see. So, you know, (laughs) give it a whirl. So the guy goes across, he comes back and all the people standing on the ledge go crazy. Right. You know, they're like, you're amazing. And show us more of your wonders. And what else are you able to do? There's no one like you. You're incredible. Right. And so then the man takes a wheelbarrow and he says, do you believe I can take this wheelbarrow and I can push it across the tightrope without dropping the wheelbarrow into the, you know, raging falls below and plummeting to my death? And the people are like, well, you walked. I mean, maybe go for it. I mean, we'd love to see it. And so the guy takes the wheelbarrow, he pushes it across, he pushes it back. And the people again go crazy, you know, like, Show us more wonders. What else can you do? There's no one like you. 
right? And the man says to the crowd, he quiets him down, and he says, do you believe I can take this wheelbarrow, I can push it across the tightrope without dropping the wheelbarrow or plummeting to my death? And the people are like, well, of course we believe you. We just saw you do it with our own eyes. And he grabs the nearest person and he says, well, then get in the wheelbarrow. And see, this is the difference between faith and trust. Because for so many of us, we want to stand on that ledge of safety and say, Oh, God, you're amazing. Oh, God, we believe you can do wonders. Show us what else you can do. No one is like you, God. You're incredible. And God says, Okay, well, then get in the wheelbarrow and let me take you on the grandest adventure of your life. And we're like, mm, Pick somebody else first. Right? You know, we're not sure we want to do that. Right? And that is the difference really between faith and trust. That is saying, I know the heart of my father and I know his plans for me are ultimately good. And if I get in that wheelbarrow, I am always and forever in the grip of his grace. And the so thing in about other words, in that wheelbarrow, to, to be in the middle of, of danger and chaos and know that you'll be okay because God is with you. So it doesn't matter. And which brings right. me to the, to the next question uh, is basically how do we find freedom from fears and self-doubt and inadequacy because are we not having a big issue of fear in these days and I, I the fear is very debilitating you know that God said do not have fear 365 times in the Bible in other words, is that a coincidence that there's 365 days in the year? He meant half year every day, not just when it's appropriate. <laughs> we will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. There's a light you don't notice until you're standing in the dark. And there's a strength that's growing inside your shattered heart oh, oh, oh. With you. Even with your broken heart and your wounds and your scars with you. Even when you're lost and it's hard and you're falling apart oh, yeah. It's not over, it's only begun So don't hide, don't run Cause God's not done with you You He's got a plan, this is part of it He's gonna finish when he started He's got a plan, this is part of it He's gonna finish when he started He's not done God's not done writing your story No, He's not done God's not done with you And now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure Hi again, and thanks for tuning in We're live every Saturday at 1pm Eastern on your radio Our app The Cure And on social media Just look for God is The Cure because yes, also a podcast, The Cure. Also, please check Amy's latest book, Inspired by the Holy Ghost. 
It's a compilation of the poems that she creates based on the songs that are played in the show. It's very interesting. That song that just played was God's Not Done With You, Torin Wells. And this is the message I get. God's not done with us, this is his story. This is his world he created with care. He authored our lives and took his time. Anger doesn't last more than he can bear. A broken heart is puzzle pieces that fit. Beautiful, the finished product done. We lose, we lose hope, fear our world shattered. His plan includes growth that has begun. Tender he corrects and guides with mercy. Divine love beyond understanding is his way. Perfect peace he provides to those who pray. One body praising Jesus our Lord every day. A beautiful name is Jesus. Even in the dark, sorrow passes replaced by joy and laughter. Trees and flowers need rain so they can grow. Suffer now then with God happily ever after. <laughs> We're continuing to discuss self-doubt and imposter syndrome with Erica Wiegenhorn, author of Letting God Be Enough. John 10:11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And right before we went into break, we were talking about being free from fear and self-doubt. In other words, Erica, how do we stop responding in fear and instead surrender in faith when God calls us to serve Him in a special capacity? Well, right before we took our break, I was in the middle of sharing that wheelbarrow illustration. And I think what is so profound when we think about that wheelbarrow illustration is when we're nestled down in that wheelbarrow, right? And our and our rear end is on top of that front wheel and our legs are dangling over the other side. You know, we can't see where God is going because the, in front of us is behind our head, right? The only thing that we're looking at as God is pushing us forward in that wheelbarrow, we're looking at his face we're looking at the face of God and we are hearing his voice and we can't see uh, how long it's going to take until we get across the tightrope to the other side to the other ledge of safety uh, we, we don't know but God can see exactly where he's going and he knows where he's taking us and he knows why and when we make it a point to nestle ourselves down. You know, you read earlier Psalm 46, right? We 46.1 about him being our refuge and our strength. You know, we get down to verse 10 of that Psalm and it says, be still and know that I'm God, right? When we sit down in that wheelbarrow and we fix our eyes on him and we give him our attention and we attune our ears to his voice, we are being still, we are knowing that he is God. And that he has got us and that he knows what he's doing and he knows where he's taking us and we don't have to keep looking inside of ourselves every minute wondering how we're going to get through or how we're going to figure this out or how we're going to solve this problem or fix this relationship we don't have to have the answers 
because we serve the God who holds all answers. He is the answer, right? And so that that is essentially what we have to do is we have to be committed to growing in our intimacy with God. And, and it that's doesn't not always easy. No, and it doesn't happen right away. It can take years. No. I'll share a little a little story since you shared our, the barrel story. This is a true story. Uh, our daughter, she had these stud earrings that she got when she was a toddler. Well, one of the earrings got stuck, and we couldn't get it out to save our life. So we would very carefully clean it, but we could never take it out. And earrings are supposed to be removed every once in a while. We could never change it. It was kind of, oh, maybe one day we'll take her to the jewelry store and cut it off. Well, she said that they were bothering her. Well, now I'm getting to really know God. I thought I knew God, but I realized prayer wasn't enough. And uh, <laughs> it, it helps, but it's not all there is to it. And so I'm trying to take it out, and it's the same thing. I unscrew it, it goes down a little bit. I keep unscrewing it, it goes back up. I unscrew it, it goes down. I unscrew it, it goes back up. I use the alcohol. I clean it, nothing. I'm having a hard time. And I said, you know what? Let me try Neosporin. I think her ears needed it anyway. So I put Neosporin, and for the first time since she was a toddler, and she's 13, the earring came out. <laughs> See, you don't know that. I would have never have thought of that before. Um, I didn't even know that could work. I didn't know that could happen. I thought I'd still have to take her to the jewelry store to have it cut off. God will surprise us. If we think something's impossible, he will make it possible. It just has to be the right time, and it has to be his will. That's the only catch. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, we do strive for significance. I mean, how do we stop striving for significance by changing accolades, achievements, and other people's approval and rest in our identity as God's chosen children? How do we find our identity through God? Well, that's what I think is so beautiful in the relationship between God and Moses and what God is continually showing Moses through their entire relationship is God is essentially saying, Moses, you have to stop looking for your identity in a role. You have to stop looking for your identity in a human relationship. Uh, you have to stop looking for a purpose inside of yourself, and you have to realize that your identity is rooted in me, right? We're told that in Scripture, that once we become a believer in Jesus, we are now hidden with Christ uh, in God. Our identity com becomes completely wrapped up in Jesus. And so in letting God be enough, what we look at is all of the things that Moses fell prey to, to try to establish his own identity and his own significance, and how God stepped in and gave Moses freedom, and he gave him a fresh perspective, and he opened Moses' eyes to how deeply he was loved by God, and how God already accepted him as he was and that's what scripture tells us when we have come to christ in faith we are now accepted in the beloved because of what jesus has done for us and so the story of god and moses is really just the antidote 
to this self-doubt, to this imposter syndrome. And, and the antidote to self-doubt is intimacy with God. And we I mean, see how Moses, how God repeatedly, repeatedly invites Moses into this place of intimacy and how he specifically puts Moses in situations and in certain relationships in order to strengthen his faith to press in to strengthen his faith yeah and strengthening your faith strengthening your faith could be hard (laughs) but god knows what's needed he knows exactly what he must do and uh, you, you know it's it's we could be so easily deceived we could be so easily fooled we sometimes are good at believing the wrong things that's why it's important to depend on the Holy Spirit, to ask for the Holy Spirit, to ask for wisdom, to ask God to open your your eyes and, and do some reading. Read from the saints. And Teresa is a good example of God's love. And we're almost done with today's show. Actually, we're finished. <laughs> Erica, thank you so much for being with us in the show. It, it was wonderful having you. And God bless you for God making such you. a positive impact in this world you as well thank you guys and so more on erica can be found on god is the cure under show guests for more information but like always we are going to finish with a prayer my favorite part philippians philippians 419 says but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus needs not wants so (laughs) dear Jesus when we look at the glory of your creation our minds fill with admiration and our hearts fill with wonder how could we applaud all your work and fail to recognize you recognize it in our own life we forget that you've changed us that you loved us when no one else did and you love us when no one else does that you the most high god chase after us because we are important to you help us remember you have a work to do in us and through us help us to see just how precious we are to you that you started a good work in our hearts and you've promised to complete it. May we boldly embrace each opportunity to reveal your divine design. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you to the wonderful people that work with us and for having us on the air. And please check out Robbie Dillmore's Kingdom Pursuit. He's the guy you hear in the commercials. And he's on at 11 a.m. Eastern, also as a podcast. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. Please check our podcast, The Cure, whatever podcasts are, or our website, GodIsTheCure.com. Thank you to our listeners for being with us. And until next Saturday, much love. Always give it your best. Be as kind as possible to everyone. Be true to yourself and others, maintain your values, but most important, keep the faith. And next show, we're going to talk to Kathy Tukaro, from homeless to driving the biggest truck. Interesting. For more information or to get Amy's book, 
Love is the answer, God is the cure, or to listen to the podcast of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com.